0: Hey there, it's Dr. Brian McKay, not just a chiropractor, Stanford, Darien, Norwalk, New Canaan. Yes, it's not the greatest uh, title, and I'll always be the first to admit that. But what I'm going to talk about today is runner's knee, or knee pain in general, because anytime someone has pain in the knee, you're going to call it runner's knee, even if you're not a runner. So what basically happens is there's a lot of moving parts with the knee. It's a very stressful joint. Um... It's a hinge type of joint, similar to the elbow. The name applied to the joint is ginglimus, G-I-N-G-Y-L-M-U-S. In case you are ever uh, need a Scrabble word, ginglimus. It's a type of joint, a hinge joint. So that would be the elbow and the knee. Um, elbow doesn't take as much of a beating because it's not as weight-bearing. And people can be active and, you know, not really hurt their elbow, but they can hurt their knees, especially with a number of different injuries. You can have traumatic injuries, stress injuries, um, overuse, a lot of different ways to hurt you. Know, you could be overweight, um, sedentary lifestyle. So basically, just about anything causes cause you to have knee pain. You don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a runner, a cyclist, whatever, to have it, but it is very, very common. So what happens? You go to your doctor and he tells you, well, you can take these anti-inflammatories. That's going to take and you, ice it up afterwards, and that's going to be the initial course of action or course of care. But what happens if that doesn't really work? And so, listen, sometimes it works. If it's, if it's going to work for you, you're not going to be listening to me talk about runners knee or knee pain. Um, they're, they're pretty much synonymous. Um, so a very interesting thing is... The Harvard Medical School did a study, and it's more common in women, especially women in middle age. And I think it has something to do with the angle of the pelvis, um, especially after childbirth. The angle of the pelvis changes, so that's going to put tension onto the meniscus, which is the disc inside. You know, you have in spinal bones, you have a disc hernia, but a herniated disc, bulging disc. Well, we have meniscus in the knee joint. And sometimes that gets irritated, especially if you have uneven forces distributed onto onto the knee joint, okay? And the patella is rarely the issue. I mean, you have patella tracking issues, but most of the time it's just the amount of weight is not being distributed evenly across the meniscus and that leads to wearing away of the meniscus. So it's a um, pretty common event. Um, i'm sure you hear i mean i'm I'm hearing about all the time people going for knee replacements and knee replacements actually are a godsend if your knee is that bad and you have to have a knee replacement your quality of life can go up tremendously afterwards so it is always an option for you is the last option yeah i would say so and some people opt for surgeries not and that's okay opt away for surgery it's not a uh you know it's not a bad way to go and it will help stop the pain but if you don't straight straighten out everything else that's going on with the knee, it will wear down again. And more than likely you will have a second surgery. And you know, that leads to ultimately probably a knee replacement. So I'm not here to talk about gloom and doom as it relates to knee, but I want to tell you about why I feel is the most proactive course of care for knee pain. Now I'm a chiropractor. Do I treat knees? Yeah, I do. And what is it's I'm gonna use alternative things to correct the knee. Okay. One of the simplest ways to, if, if, if the, we call it a motor unit, basically from your from lower waist all the way down to your toes, it's, it's a lower extremity motor unit. And if you do not have stability in the feet, that can be a major cause of knee pain. And to correct that, sometimes all you need is what's called an orthotic. An orthotic is custom-made, um, and it helps stabilize the foot. A lot of times people have a condition called pronation and then supination. And pronation is where the foot rolls in, supination where the foot rolls out. That's going to place stress on some of the lower leg muscles. Um, Peroneus longus brevis, tibialis, anterior tibialis posterior, the gastroxoleus. And that uneven uh, stress is placed upon those particular muscles can cause the leg to be weak from below. And that's going to affect it because you've got to think about it's really you have... The, you have the femur and the tibia, okay? Fibula is not really something you see. You can the, the fibula can be involved with knee pain. It's just not that common. It's a smaller bone. That's the bone on the outside of your leg. So if you were to rub your leg, go down to your foot on the outside, that's where your uh, fibula is. I mean, But it, it can be involved. You know, if there's instability with that, that in and of itself can cause it, but we don't see that too often. So a lot of times an orthotic, can be an easy, easy bridge. Now, here's how orthotics go. You can can get the less expensive ones, which is not a bad place to start because they're only like $30, $40. And you throw the orthotic in, you feel less knee pain. Hey, not a bad thing. Go for it. You know, the problem's solved. Or if that doesn't work, sometimes a custom-made orthotic, which tend to get expensive. You're talking anywhere from basically $300 to $1,000, if not higher, depending on who makes it. So that is a, a, not a bad way to help ease the pain on your knee. Um, something else we've been using with some fantastic uh, results is some shockwave therapy. And with shockwave, it sounds, you know, it, basically shockwave is a pneumatic device that increases angiogenesis. And angiogenesis relates to blood flow. So the more blood flow you have to an area, the quicker it's going to heal. So understand the more blood flow, much, much better. Um, infrared light therapy, it allows for vasodilation, which, again, enhances blood flow. All your healing is going to get done with the blood. All all healing gets done with the blood. You do have to remove the physical barriers, but then the healing really takes place with the blood flow to the area. And you don't really have a lot of blood inside the knee, so we're talking about to the muscles that support the knee. I mean, above, above the knee, you have, you have several muscles that, you know, and the pain can really be focused onto the knee joint itself, but you have to evaluate the muscles. You have the rectus femoris, fastus medialis, lateralis, intermedius. You have the pesanserine, um a lot of muscles, obturators. So you have all these different muscles, the iliotibial band, that have to be balanced out as well. Because if you take the tension out there, they're going to take less force and tension onto your onto your Patella on your knee itself. I'm saying patella, but it's not really the patella that gets damaged. Patella just floats in the front and allows for translation of forces from your upper extremity, upper leg, to your lower leg. So, shock therapy is a really good way. It's um, none of these treatments are particularly painful. You know, Trigenics is an absolute godsend in that it allows certain. You have certain nerves in the tendon called the Golgi tendon organ. And the muscle, a muscle spindle cell, and, the mu- and these are directly connecting either the tendon or the muscle right to the brain, right, right to the spinal cord to the brain. So you have this really fast transmission, and it allows for the brain to control tone. Tone is that balance on the muscles that is maintained by your brain. Everything's maintained by your brain, so that's, that shouldn't come as any surprise. But Trigenics allows re integration of the n- normal neural circuits i know i'm getting a little bit wordy here but those re-establishing that so say you have the rectus femoris is not is say it's too short we well, have to lengthen you have to lengthen it if it's weak you have to strengthen it so if it's weak you're going to have to work with the muscle spindle cells if it's short you're going to work with the golgi tendon organs to again re-establish the normal motion to the brain, the brain recognizes the normal motion, it takes off the tension on the muscles. So it's kind of a, a restart your computer type of thing. You hit that restart button, you know, clear your cache, and you go, and all of a sudden you're on to a better moving joint, and the strength is returned, and the length is returned. And those become the two two issues that kind of aren't just addressed with just plain old physical therapy. Listen, you've got to strengthen the muscles, there's no doubt about it. Now, if you really want to strengthen the muscles in a very effective way, I use a thing called blood flow restriction bands. And again, you know, a lot of this focuses on blood flow. So what, what the blood flow restriction bands do is it creates a deficit of blood flow. You have these basically elastic bands, you know, um, and you tie them around your legs up as close to your thigh as possible to, to where the femur inserts into your pelvis. And you go through a series of weight-bearing exercises. Now, it sounds archaic, but it is phenomenal. So by creating a deficit of blood flow, it creates more demand for blood. And, and when you get that blood flow rush in afterwards, it kind of fills the muscles up because muscles have to get rid of some of the garbage, some of those damaged cells. This enhances it. And when you drive blood flow to that, it's, it's a phenomenal... In terms of speed, I mean, you really do see um, very, very quickly change in strength, the muscle become much, much more effective uh, very, very quickly. I mean, like say you wanted to use blood flow restrictors, you wanted to have a bigger uh, bicep, you would put it around the shoulder, uh, right where the armpit is. And you would actually, you could see it immediately. I mean, you do a couple of curls. So there's usually a specific number you would do about, um, how am I saying, you would do about 40% of your max. So say you could curl 100, 100 pounds, you would use 40 pounds and you would do it um, 30 reps. Okay, and you you take it slow, so you really want to work the muscle. You give yourself 15 second break, you do 15 reps, 15 second breaks, 15 reps, 15 second break, another 15 reps. So you're not talking about a long period of time, and you're not talking about a heavy amount of weight. So even if your knee is damaged, you can get more blood flow into that knee joint by doing these exercises uh, to the muscles that support the knee so you, have, you know yes you have the pain in the knee and yes you may have damaged cartilage in there that's that's this is a great way to speed the healing process up and see almost almost instantaneous results not in not going yeah going away immediately but you will see strength that you haven't seen and here you are only using 40 percent of your max not a bad way to go you know you also have to consider you know non-steroidals you know, Tylenol you know, to some extent, but Advil and Aleve to help take out some of the swelling. They're effective. And if you want to use ice afterwards, it's another effective way. But to correct it, we have a device called a neon track, and it's a incredible device. And what it does is it allows for enhanced production of synovial fluid. And if you don't know what synovial fluid is, that's the, basically that's the fluid inside your knee. You know, in the spine to the disc, you have cerebrospinal fluid. In the you know, in the knee, you have synovial fluid. It's produced in, within the knee joint, and the neon track stimulates production of what we call glycosaminoglycans. And the glycosaminoglycans are a substance that help hydro. Glycosaminoglycans are throughout the body; they're in joints. But it, it, as it relates to the knee joint, um, what it does it helps attract water, molecules. So you want to hydrate the meniscus because think of uh, a sponge, where you you know you have two sponges, one you lean on and they're both wet, one you lean on and the fluid comes out. That's your damaged knee. And the other one's fine. You can press on it and you know, really nothing happens. So just think about um, a special way to increase produce, production of synovial fluid. And the more synovial fluid, the less inflammation you're going to have and it actually the better distribution of synovial fluid by removing the stress on the knee joint especially through the trigenics. it's a phenomenal technique and it does wonders and you'd be surprised at how fast you can heal a knee if you take these different steps now of course aerobic exercises are important but if you got a bad knee switch it out to stationary bike or elliptical trainers it's just a lot less stress on the joint. I mean, you can even do the rowing machine, that's not going to hurt it. But you, you, you're kind of taking the weight bearing off as much and just allowing the muscles to work. So core health, we, you know, we try to find different ways to help people better ways to help people, you know, and so again, using a quick re- rundown orthotics, the custom made shoes, the shockwave therapy for increased angiogenesis, the Trigenics to reconnect the the muscles and the tendons to the brain blood flow restriction enhanced blood flow the knee on track for the production synovial fluid absolutely amazing and you use non-steroidals and uh, a little bit of ice and you get better with your knee it's a great way to avoid knee surgery and especially avoid knee replacement if you have any questions um i know i'm a chiropractor but i do know a lot about knees now um give me a call 203-656-3636 Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you've learned something. And um, hopefully you'll listen to my next podcast coming soon. All right, listen, have a great day. Dr. Brian McKay, Core Health Darien.